tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And Mark, before we even started, I actually accidentally on purpose clicked on one of these <laughs> Facebook things. Oh, no. Yeah. You won't believe number nine. Yeah. I'm like, right. And I I then, like an idiot, I clicked on it because I got to see number nine. But I can't get to it yet. I'll let you know sometime before the end of the show that I made it, you know. So, yeah. And let me know if it actually shows you what they said it was. Because no. 99% of the time they don't. Well, yeah, they don't tell you what it is. It's just, hey, you won't believe this. Well, you're right. right I won't believe it because I can't get to it. Right. All right. So today <laughs> is, uh, besides Frustrate Dave Day, it is uh, <laughs> a couple other things. Yeah. Uh, it's National Food Day, which for people like us is, shouldn't we just take the day off? It's a na- yeah, Shouldn't really. it be a national holiday? It's yeah. National Food Day. Um, also, well, this is, by the way, just a handful of things here amongst many, yeah. many, 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 many things today is. Right. Uh, it's National Food Day. National Bologna Day. Bits or Bologna, whichever yeah. you prefer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bologna. I've never heard anybody say they preferred Bologna no. over Bologna. No, or, Bolo- or Bologna. I, mm. The only time you hear it is if it's advertised in a commercial. Really? Real people. I've never heard say people say it's Bologna. It's, huh. They say it's Bologna. So yeah. where you go. And, um, and just in case you were thinking, well, I, I, that processed food, I mean, that Bologna stuff is nasty stuff. Well, it's also World Tripe Day. Have a little slice of that. <laughs> what is stripe? It's stomach. Oh, come on, dude. Really? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <sighs> if you're not going to finish that over there, I'll take it here. Pass it along. You know, the thing is, dude, somebody <laughs> along the way, you know, anytime there's food, people like somebody had to do it the first time. Uh-huh. Who did that? Who just, you know what? The one that gets me is haggis. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there were a couple of 12 year old boys sitting around. They got a bunch of stuff that's mm-hmm. left over in the kitchen on the floor, probably. Right, yeah. And they're going, hey, I know what we'll do. Yep. Stuff this in the stomach. Let's uh-huh. heat it up and we'll give it to Mikey. Let's see if he'll eat it because he eats anything. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark and I both being, you know, we're movie guys. We kind of like to talk about movies and yeah. watch movies over and over again. I don't know why people don't really get it. You know, like somebody watches a movie once and that's it. It's like, mm. well, did you like it? Why don't you want to watch it again? <laughs> you know, anyway, I guess it. I, there are movie people and there are not movie people. That's all I can figure. But when it comes to snakes on a plane, mm. it's a, a, a movie that got horrible reviews. Yeah. And I never saw it me either. because it didn't interest me because all I could think of is at some point I'm already a bad flyer. And at some point in time, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to get on a plane again. I don't want this going through my head uh-huh. <laughs> because this could happen. Yeah, I guess it could because it does happen. Authorities responded to a plane that landed in Newark, New Jersey, after passengers on the flight from Tampa, Florida, found a snake on board. United Airlines confirmed Port Authority of New York and New York and New Jersey officials and Newark Liberty International Airport wildlife operations staff were summoned to United Flight 2038 after the snake was spotted on the floor in business class while the flight was taxiing at about 1.15 p.m. Monday. <laughs> business class? <laughs> it was an attorney. Uh, the serpent, identified as a harmless garter snake, was released outside the airport. Airport officials said the incident didn't affect operations. Yeah, but their toilets did get overflowed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, when you've known somebody, as long as Mark and I have known one another, he knows what little hairs to pull on my skin. You know, he does. And he will do it someday just for fun. Let's go to the so, grocery store, Dave. Come on. I try to outsmart him by not falling for it, but it's tough. It's tough because I just can't help myself. <laughs> All right. And what, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what brought this on. Oh, was, come on. I was telling Dave, we placed a grocery order over the weekend. This is something... Oh, we've done this for a while, ever since Walmart started providing the service where you could go pick it up, right? But But you know what, Mark? This is this new service that's provided. Mm -hmm. It's more like an old service they used to do. Absolutely, yes. You watch movies from the 30s, and you you would somebody, hey, Mrs. Smith just called, and Mm -hmm. Mr. Marple down the street needs a can of orange, you know. Mm -hmm. And they would send little Billy Bob, who is 12 and shouldn't have been working, and they'd (laughs) give him a bag of groceries. (laughs) I mean, just like (laughs) the drugstore. Wait a minute. The drugstore, and it's a wonderful life. Uh-huh. Here, take these capsules down to the... That's look, right. You're drunk because yes. mm-hmm. your son just died. You're giving him poison. You're going to kill... I'm going to hit you. You know, so you got... <laughs> hey, a kid, he, he's getting the crap beat out of him in the store, and this is a wonderful holiday classic? He's drunk, <laughs> handing out right. drugs, I got and you. gives the drugs to a kid uh, who he beats up wow. in the store in front of other customers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And wow. so... There you, so now, what we've really I'm done... So, I'm trying to find my way back to the main trail. Hold no, on. I'm saying Wait. we've gone backwards. Because now, Mark, you're doing the same thing. Yes. I'm just wondering, yeah. is there a Mr. Dummond in there beating the heck out of the people that are looking for your food? And maybe I should ask the driver next time. Yeah. But, is so, he bruised? His nose is bleeding? Here, sir, please take it. So we switched over to Kroger. Kroger has a new warehouse in our in the Birmingham area, and you can... For you know, for six ninety five out in the sticks where we live, they cost us six ninety five to get it delivered. But we'll get it delivered instead of going and and like our last experience at Walmart, waiting for forty five minutes in the parking lot while somebody decided to come bring our food to us. Um, we uh, so, so we placed the order and and uh, Jane said, "Oh, it'll be here between eight and nine Sunday morning." Yay! And when it didn't get there between eight and nine yesterday morning. She went back and looked at it and said, oh, it's p.m., not a.m. So, so it came in the dark of night last night. So all the stuff you were waiting to cook yeah. your Sunday dinner didn't get there. <laughs> but well, she just misread it. And uh, and I told Dave that, and Dave's, Dave gets off on grocery shopping in hmm. general, which is the hair that got pulled. <laughs> and again, I don't mind going yeah. by myself, but the one thing I dread is, hey, honey, I've got to go pick up a couple of things. Oh. And her saying, I'll come with you. Oh. I need to get something too. Right. And it's like, I'm going, okay. <laughs> if I see her getting really dressed, go to the store. Okay. Because it, it means it is you're only going one. four other places at least. Yeah. And it, which is okay, except I kind of have a plan here. So mm-hmm. not being rude, but well, baby, why don't you just go? You know, I just need two things. Mm-hmm. You obviously need more than two things and right. you're planning on it. You know, when you, when you leave the house, you look like a Sherpa heading up the mountain mm-hmm. here. I mean, okay, I'm good. You know? Anyway, so that's why, but you know, I go, I go to, the, I don't, I don't want to wait on somebody to do it for me. Right. I, that like when you talk about sitting in the parking lot for 45 minutes, waiting oh, for them to bring yeah. it to you or yeah. waiting in general and like, that ain't me. Yeah. I don't mind going, grab and go, get what I want. I go, I get it. If they don't have grab what I want go. in that store, I don't look, I will sometimes call LaDonna while I'm going from one to the next. If it's something on her list that I don't know where it is, or I don't even know what it is. And I'll ask her, where would it be? You know, because I can't find it, but yeah. I'm not really even slowing down to look. I'm going to be honest. As I'm going down the aisle, I've already know, I know what I'm grabbing, man. I know the yeah. size. I know everything. Yeah. I'm in and out of there. And I can do a week's worth of shopping in eight or nine minutes. Yep. 
It's only when I have to say, what was this you were asking for? And why do you want this? Mm -hmm. What is this? What do you use this for? And that's when he goes crazy. But the thing is, if she goes, we're reading ingredients. We're stopping on aisle three. I'm like, baby, we're just getting groceries. Why are you in socks? You know, (laughs) and have you picked up the three things you were going to? Well, I'm not there yet, but I'm done. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to check out. So that's why we don't go together. You know, that's why actually why I don't go to church with my wife, because (laughs) if it starts at 9 a.m., she leaves the house at 9 a.m. and doesn't understand why everybody else is upset that she's late. (laughs) She's not late. She left the house at nine. Uh Come on. (laughs) See, this is my experience, not at, not at Walmart or a big gro- going grocery shopping. This is my experience at the Dollar General yeah. because we'll go to the DG. I just need to run in and grab something real quick. And I'm like looking at my watch. I'm sending her text messages. Did you get lost? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not that the store is not that big. You know, you've, you've been in there so many times, you know, the layout you could, you, you could go blindfolded and get mm-hmm. what you want and pay and be back out in less time than it's taken yeah. you to do this. And, <laughs> but yep. still, I still, it's a mystery to me how you can go in after uh, aspirin and come out mm-hmm. with a bag full of stuff. You know, yep. I, oh, it's I always thirty-two dollars. That's it, the thing. It's always thirty-two dollars. <laughs> yes, yes. Life Radio FM. It is the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, one, you and I were talking about shopping, mm-hmm. and which is something we all, you know, have done to the point of exhaustion at yeah. this point. And um, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the self checkout, which right, yeah, I got burned on that, you know, because I'm. There are a couple of things I'm kind of a stickler for. Um, people that park in the handicapped spot without mm-hmm. the handicap thing. That yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Bothers me big time. And yeah. it really is because I've seen people that take advantage of that placard because somebody in their family, you know, needs it. Yeah. And they're the people who ought to know the most how important it is that when you have that person in your car, it's important, you know? Yeah. But beyond that, it's the line. I don't like people trying to cut in line and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the other day at uh, DG, actually it was yesterday, I had to run out and get something. I'm not kidding. It was one of those things where the self-checkout thing wasn't working, mm. okay, which I've gotten so accustomed to that that it's like, dude, ever since, you know, I remember the first time that I got burned, mm. There, I'm standing there in this long line, just twiddling my thumbs, frustrated because my phone won't get online because it's a metal building, you know, yeah, and all right, that. Yeah. Like, golly gee whiz, Beef. I'm, it's killing me. And I've been here 18 seconds. Come on. You know, and so, and this, this what's convenient about this store, right? And this dude just walks right in front of me and goes to this thing. And it says self-checkout. I didn't right. even know it was there. Right. Yeah. And I, the I saw him yeah. and I'm like, wow, I kind of free. I got mad at first. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, I'm there. You know, that's me next. And so I've done that a couple of times since then. And I've noticed people do the, have that reaction. I had, Hey, he's cutting. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I'm an idiot, you know, uh-huh. and same thing happened to me. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, <laughs> did you notice that, uh, Walmart has, uh, their, you know, their self check self checkout, mm-hmm. they are starting to bust people who are not yeah. scanning everything. Yeah. I have They're seen using that. IA. They mm-hmm. are using a form of this, oh, yeah. Com- hey, I, you yeah. know, yeah, I saw the story about the lady who's, uh, there was, I saw that earlier this morning about a lady, I think in California who they busted for, for not scanning all of her items. And well, then she says, well, I, I didn't mean to. And then they look yeah. back over their, their security footage and realized she's gotten in the past couple of weeks, she's checked out and, and not paid for over a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Right. Yeah. That was up in Michigan. I think yeah. and they had, a, but I looked at it further. Cause I'm like, okay. Cause I've wondered, you know, we had, um, other people are like, 
they get a barcode mm-hmm. um, for a dollar ninety nine or whatever. Oh yeah, and they're using that barcode to scan everything. Yeah, and this goes to your stupid criminals thing because I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. If you're trying to scan a sixty five inch TV for a dollar ninety nine, it's gonna catch you. You know, <laughs> you're gonna but, get caught. <laughs> but somehow they have figured out a way, Mark, that. They're using AI or IA, whatever it's called. What a, artificial intelligence? Yeah, yeah. They're actually yeah. they can actually uh, get the item, okay, and the item in your bag or the item in your cart or whatever, and match it up against what's on your ticket and know that it hasn't been paid for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty intense stuff. And they rolled yeah. it out about six months ago um, after he had done a trial for over a year. And found it. That's how they're catching people, and they yeah. don't catch you right away. A lot of the time, yeah. it's later. It's after, and you, you know, you're sitting at your house one afternoon, watching your big screen, enjoying it, and all of a sudden, ding, 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 and it's like you never paid for that, you know. <laughs> and they've got you. Yeah. But yeah. I've thought about that in line at the Dollar General, or you know, at, because you know you see people all the time scanning stuff, and they're mm-hmm. going, hmm, mm-hmm. they got a whole lot more in that bag than I heard beep, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but. I don't want to judge or think it's just, I wonder how yeah. many people try to get away with it. And I will tell you, you don't, you know, just because it looks easy, mm. you know, to, it looks like it'd be easy to scam them. You know, they've thought this through. They're not idiots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, as soon as I read that AI stuff on Walmart, I went, wow. Yeah. So you really, you can't get away with a pack of gum on this. I, I don't think. Hey, you may think you can just because they've yeah. got one person minding a dozen right. self checkout registers, you know? Yep. But, but no, you're not. It's so good. They're using it on all their aisles now, even the ones that have people on them, Hmm. because, well, think about it. If you have a friend that works there and boom, 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 all of a sudden they're not scanned. They're, you know, not beeping things properly. And so that's what they've actually expanded it. So it's not just for uh, individual checkout. It's for all of them, which is, it's just crazy how the technology is, Mark. Yeah, it is. We're a, there's stuff out there that I didn't think would happen for many, many, many years. You know, it's Sam's club. Um, I started using their app. They have a thing in their in their app called Scan and Go, and you use their app to scan the items you put in your buggy, right? So you're uh-huh. you're a, like you pick up a, a bag of coffee, you scan right. it, drop it in the buggy, and when you're finished, you you, you just tap a little button to check out, <clears throat> and it charges the credit card you have stored in the app, and you just leave. What? You don't go through a register. You don't scan anything at the end or anything. It it scans everything in your phone, charges you for it, and then when you go out the door. You, uh, they, they stop you when you check out on the app, it pulls up a QR code right Right. on the screen and you show the QR code to the person at the door. They scan it and that's your receipt. That's your proof that you've paid. And then they grab two or three items out of the, out of the, the buggy and scan them all to make sure they're all paid for. And then they let you go. Wow. So they have taking that to that level. They are, mm-hmm. they know that people are using the self checkout aisles and they right. know that people are using the scan and go in their app. So they're spot checking every wow. customer uh, on the way out to make sure all the items in their baskets have been paid for. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. so they know what's going on, right? They know that's the thing. It, you know, just because it looks like it, it's too tempting, you know, mm-hmm. again, if from a criminal standpoint, Right. If it looks that easy, believe me, they've already thought about it, man. You've (laughs) got to get busted. Uh Uh-huh. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and (laughs) 
All right, so Mark and I both had this thing about people parking in the handicapped spot. Yeah, we mentioned and, that in the last segment. Yeah. But you know, Mark, I meant to tell you, you know, a couple, it's been a couple of months ago, but you remember when I told you that I, I did it myself? I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, I was no. parking. I And I was parking at a store I, I shop at on a fairly regular basis, and I did the old pull-through where you pull into the parking spot, and you're like, well, I can pull the, just mm-hmm. pull up a little bit mm-hmm. so it's, I don't have to back out when I leave. Oh, yeah. And they had changed their thing, and I didn't realize it until I came out of the store and realized I was parked in a handicapped spot. <laughs> and so now when I see that spot taken by somebody, I give them a pass, okay? It doesn't right. make because yeah. I felt so horrible that day. But, you know, there are days when I really can't walk as good as others. Right, and yeah. It's just my back and I'm used to it, but there are days where walking is a real issue. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not kidding. I was walking into the DG and it was busy and I wouldn't have parked in the handicapped spot anyway, but I'm having to park across the parking lot as I'm walking to it. Oh my gosh, these people. And I thought how funny it would be if somebody on a walker, you know, was having to walk across the parking lot and kind of lost it and fell into that sports car, you know, and then scraped it all the way down. Yeah. In yeah. my mind, I'm thinking of this as I'm walking across the parking lot. I'm going, I wonder if they would get, if they would get a ticket, if they had to pay for it. I wonder what would happen mm-hmm. if you're parked in a handicapped spot and a handicapped person who now was not allowed to park there because you did, mm. they fall over and their little walker <laughs> scratches the side of your car. Wow. Now, as I was thinking that, Mark, I actually tripped and fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome yeah. that drives me nuts though I, and yeah. we were, during the during yeah. the music i was telling you the place that it, it bothers me the most is it's sam's club because sam's has all those handicapped spots right outside the door yeah and they have big areas hashed off with the blue mm-hmm. stripes so you can pull in a van with a chairlift and all this other stuff yeah and it's all there for a specific reason right and every single time no exceptions Every single time I go to Sam's Club, this particular one, at least, mm-hmm. there are people who park on those blue stripes. Yep. They have no tag. They have no placard hanging from the rearview mirror. Nothing on the dashboard. They are parked in a handicapped spot. I've watched them pull in, park, get out, yep. and walk in the uh, store. And it just yep. drives me nuts yeah. because I, I have seen it happen back long, 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 many, 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 many moons ago, young man. I saw... I. I watched a guy who I used to follow to the post office every morning on this route that I had, and he would go in. He was handicapped. He parked in one of the handicapped spots right in front of the door at the downtown post office, mm-hmm. and he needed that spot right. to get out, and then he would he would get out with his, you know, he had the crutches that he put on his arms and stuff, and, yeah. and he would hobble in and go get his, his mail. And I watched a guy pull into the handicapped oh. spot with no tag, no placard, and this guy sat there and waved at him and hollered at him and blew his horn at him, and the guy who parked in the spot turned around and flipped him off. Oh, my gosh. And I just I wanted to get out of my van uh. and deal with the man right there. Wow. It, oh, oh, it's bothered me ever since I saw somebody yeah. do that. You know? Oh. I gotta. I'm not a. I am not a fan of violence. Violence only breeds mm-hmm. violence. But I do think there's certain times where violence is needed, and that would oh, be it. Oh uh, yeah. And I, I, that's I, where I, I would, would hope the handicapped guy would park and block him in. You know. Yeah. And I then would, walk in there. I would volunteer at at this particular Sam's Club to be their parking lot cop. Right. I, I would buy my own bullets. <laughs> Everything. Uh, I Stampika's hall monitor grows up. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and uh, it's venting monday apparently for both of us man i don't know if you realize that mark on and off the air it's just been 
purple vomit spewing. Uh-huh. It's like we both did that, you know. <laughs> I'm Mr. Heat Miser. Uh-huh. He's too much. <laughs> We're an hour and a half into the show. <laughs> a little better than an hour and a half into the, today's show. And I just looked up and we've 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 referred to yeah. two of the stories in the stack. Well, hey. That's it. <laughs> A woman was charged, and all I could think of was, Bees, save yourself. Your weapons are useless. Bees! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! And I'm starting to swell up! Save yourself! Don't be the hero! They're huge! They're Save yourself! Your firearms are useless against them! Your firearms are useless against them. Well, a Massachusetts woman is facing multiple assault and battery charges for allegedly releasing a swarm of bees on a group of sheriff's deputies, some of them allergic to bee stings, as they tried to serve an eviction notice. 55-year-old Rory S. Woods pleaded not guilty at her arraignment on October 12th in Springfield District Court and was released without bail. The Hampton County Sheriff's Department deputies went on a home Uh, went to a home that is in Longmeadow on the morning of October 12th and were met by protesters, according to the official department report. Woods, who lives in in Hadley, soon arrived in an SUV towing a trailer carrying beehives. She started shaking the hives, broke the cover off one, causing hundreds of bees to swarm out and initially sting one deputy. According to the report, Woods, who put on a beekeeper suit to protect herself, was eventually handcuffed, but not before several more sheriff's department employees were stung, including three who were allergic to bees. When Woods was told that several officers were allergic to bees, she said, oh, you're allergic? Good. <clears throat> wow. Hampton County Sheriff Nick Kochi said uh, Woods could have been uh, could have faced more serious charges if anything worse had happened to those who were stung. He says we had one sheriff, uh, one staff member go to the hospital and luckily he was all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I mean, yeah. okay, points for creativity, but yeah. come on. Yeah. Really? Mm, nah, I, well, you know, I'm with you. Okay, points for creativity, yeah. but uh, I mean, it's she was shaking the hives. Uh-huh. That sounds yeah. like something you do after the hives. You know? <laughs> well, that would be scratching. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Broke the cover off of one. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of bees. Yeah. Aren't they generally docile when you get them like that? Or, mm, or are no, they you okay. no, they, they they will defend the hive. Oh, That's why they okay. use smoke. You know, oh, okay. the beekeepers use those little smoke things. Yeah. To to lull them to mm-hmm. dull their senses wow. and such. Holy moly. Well, bless her heart. Again, people do amazing things, you know, all the time. I'm not shocked by what they will will do, but again, not, it's not their fault. Okay. They're coming to evict you. Okay. It's not, that's not what they signed on for. I don't think too many young people, you know, when they're thinking of career applications of what to do, Mm -hmm. I would like to be a police officer. You know why? Because I want to evict people from where they live. I don't think that's one of the things, (laughs) you know, protect uh, and serve. That's not one of them. No, it's not. But sadly, the police do get called in when somebody refuses to vacate property that doesn't belong to them. And that, of course, is what's going on here. You know, you can read between Uh, the lines. Yeah. Protesters. Okay. So this was something that everybody knew about. And they were they came to protest the man, you know, Mm. the evil cops coming to throw somebody out of a home when they were obviously weren't supposed to be there. Right. So, yeah. Bless their hearts, Mark. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know what that means.
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And hey, man, you know, Mark, you know as well as I do, as we head into wintertime, and we did have some chilly weather last week, but I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. Pedro's forecast, hot today, chilly tomorrow. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, that's not a slam. No. If you're new on I-95, north and south, from New York to Florida, there were all these signs about south of the border, yeah. and, and Pedro was their uh, mascot. And it really was a convenient story that grew into a lot more, but mm. the bottom line was you headed, they had mile markers of how far away you were from south of the border, yep. and they had these huge billboards that made jokes like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Pedro's forecast, chilly today, hot tamale. That yep. was one of them, okay? Yep. Anyway. I digress, but as the weather, um, we, two weeks ago, we started a binge onto some colder weather and it lasted until what about Friday? I yeah. Think, uh, but, yeah. Cause Saturday was warm, started off chilly, but got warmer during the yeah. day and we're back to regular fall weather now. But bottom line is we had a little taste of January. Yeah, we uh, did. Yeah. And that sent people scrambling for the chili mix, you know, mm-hmm. to get a crock pot full of chili. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. Uh, Hannah did asked yeah. me to do it. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. yeah. So it's that time. Um, and I'm going to throw this out there. I'm j- this is a public service announcement for all of us. Do not hide other meat in chili. Okay. <laughs> just don't do it because people come over and they try it and they want it. Yeah. They're going to be polite. They're not going to tell right. you what you just made for them is not very good. If you tell them ahead of time, Hey, it's turkey meat. It's deer meat. That's a good one. It's deer meat. I really, and I'm, I'm telling you, if you're a deer meat person, and you cook it. I don't care if you grill it, put it in a crock. I don't care what you do. If there's a way you cook it that everybody says they really like it, I would like to try that. Yeah. I really yeah. would because I think that it's a meat I could wrap my head around. I just haven't had it where I haven't been tricked. And right. that's what yeah. annoys me because yeah. all the while I'm eating this chili and it tastes like they used <laughs> bad hamburger meat uh-huh. that was, exactly. you know, had yeah. a little, just on the edge of going rancid, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they put the salt and pepper all over it. They fried it up and then they tried to hide it in the mm. chili. And yep. all the while I'm, I can't hardly eat it because I'm thinking I've been to Mexico. I know what it's like tonight. <laughs> Drink the water, you know, and this is going to be, this ain't Montezuma's revenge, you know, <laughs> sorry, but okay. I, I can't eat when I know that. And so, yeah. Hey, how'd you like it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. That was deer meat. <laughs> yeah. That ain't funny. So no. I would love to try your deer meat. Just tell me what it is. Don't hide it and tell me later. So, mm-hmm. with that in mind, <laughs> now that we're all clear, yes. I'd like to have a Mark and Mac show chili cook-off. Ooh. Well, I would. I think it'd be fun. Idea. Yeah. I don't yeah. like dinner cook-offs, though. I don't either. I, I've done it, like, one time we had a chili cooking contest at the church, and uh, Jane said, hey, you should enter that. Mm-hmm. Or, or I entered you or something. I ended up in right. it, right? Yeah. It's not the kind of thing I do. And uh, I didn't win. I didn't care. Huh. I didn't care. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, fine. I huh. like, I like that, you know, back in my chili recipe has changed since mm-hmm. then. I, right. And so nowadays the chili I fix, I think eh, I might have a shot, but back then, no, really no. But I, I got huh. to eat some good chili. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you, do you make yours really hot? Um, Lava hot? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do. I mean, see. When I made it last week, LaDonna specifically asked to make it mild. Okay. And I did. And I told him, like, I'm not happy with this, okay? But if you can eat it, I'm cool. Because I'll add to it. And I did. I doctored it up on my own. But still, you know. And then, you know what she said? Yeah, it's kind of mild. (laughs) Well, that's what you told me to do. (laughs) 
Nah. Here we are again, back in Can't Winville. <laughs> yes, wasted away again in Can't Winville. <laughs> Looking for my lost shaker of salt. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark and I both, uh, being dogs, we're, okay, we're animal people, pet mm, people, yeah. you know. I don't begrudge anybody having a pet or whatever, you know. I mean, we all have different likes, and we just happen to both be dog people. And so when you see a, a headline that says, Dog mm. Captured mm. 31 Days After Fleeing New Jersey Airport, I'm thinking, <laughs> Captured usually indicates he was running away for a reason, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> as do a handful of passengers, I understand, from the Jersey airport. Um, yeah. A foster dog that escaped at a New Jersey airport just after arriving from Puerto Rico in mid-September has been safely recaptured weeks later. Audrey Geller, oh gosh, this the founder and emeritus pr- director of Puerto Rico Animal Shelter Amigos de los Animales said Suki... <laughs> Yeah, I got that part right. Yeah. yeah, Sensuki, a light brown Labrador retriever mix, escaped from a crate just after arriving at New Jersey's Newark Liberty International Airport. He says Suki fled while an airport employee was removing her crate from the plane. I can see that happening. It's a big plastic crate. Yeah, I can see it happening because they right. flex and the little doors will pop open. She announced on the shelter's Facebook page that Suki was found early Monday morning, 31 days after she went missing. Um, she says a, a trapper used a trap baited with food smells to <laughs> lure Suki. Oh, just the smells. Come on. <laughs> she said Suki will be cared for by a shelter volunteer for a few days while she receives vet care and will then continue on to a foster up in mm. upstate New York. Wow. So I feel like I'm missing something in this story. Yeah. You know, dog escapes caught yeah. 31 days later. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that's a, uh, boy, talk about your slow news day. I mean, you know, if, if while he escaped, he saved three babies from a fire, you know, like uh, while carrying a kitten in his back, you know, I mean, then, yeah, but he just ran away for 30 days. Okay. Yeah. Apparently and they when, trapped him, you yeah, know, apparently when he's in lockup with the other dogs waiting to go to wherever they're going, they've talked right. about the foster care system in, oh, yeah. in New yeah. York. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. Yeah. Tunneling out. <laughs> Give me your spoon. <laughs> The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and we have gone better than halfway through this show without a Guinness Book of World Records story. And I'm telling you, Mark, I will not. I cannot allow us to do this anymore. We must stop and do at least one Probably more, but at least one Guinness Book of World Records story. Well, alrighty then. What is Thank that? You. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. A Brazilian man with an unusual talent earned a Guinness World Record for popping his eyes 0.71 inches beyond his eye sockets. Almost ah. three quarters of an inch. Come Guinness on. World Records announced Sidney de uh, Carvalho Mesquita. Uh, also known as Tio Chico, was awarded the world record title for the farthest eyeball pop 
male category, when he showed off his unusual ability to make his eyes protrude 0.71 inches out of their sockets. He said his skill was discovered in childhood, and his parents had originally feared it was a symptom of disease, but he was given a clean bill of health by doctors. He says, my skill is definitely a gift. It came from my father, my mother, the creator, too. <laughs> well, I wonder where Marty Feldman is in this. You know? <laughs> hump? What hump? <laughs> Can't be worse. Could be raining. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and i hope y'all are having a good day hope you had a good weekend and as we head into this week you realize that uh, we are two months away from christmas eve wow. mark wow that's yeah. it yeah two months eight weeks wow and the reason i know that because i wasn't really looking for that i was looking to see how close we were to uh best of us oh. uh too often we miss best of us because december 23rd right right yes and, so which anyway, is, which is just under two yes. months away. Yes. Yesterday was two months away, and I was marking it anyway. So, best of us in two months. Well, <laughs> that's funny. If you don't know what it is, you haven't listened to us for very long. So, uh-huh. go ahead, look it up. You'll see what we're talking about. And it's a festivus miracle. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, Mark. You and I uh, both have had uh, power problems just mm-hmm. kind of pop out of nowhere around yeah. our where we live, and you know the fact that. Uh, Mark has one of those generators that uh, you you don't you don't have the one that automatically takes over, oh, right? Oh no, no, I yeah, have to drag it out. I have to drag it out in the driveway and run extension cords yeah. and all well, that's that what, stuff. Yeah. You know, Mike Eccles, um, when we had the power edge a couple of years ago, Mike brought me that big one. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. a big generator, and it was one of those things where it was so wonderful to have it. You know, um, that I actually did think i need to go ahead and do this because mm, you know yeah. if you're out of power having the generator kick in this is what you really need yeah um and i gave it a lot of thought and mike offered me a great deal on it but i opted to not do it um mainly because Ladonna wouldn't let me so <laughs> i'll leave it at that and the truth comes out <laughs> yeah i was gonna try to spin it to make it sound like i was still a man but i've been married a quarter of a century and now uh, it just well, you know. a few weeks ago i told you about something i stumbled literally stumbled yeah. across on, on the home yeah. depot at home depot it's a, and it's a it's a basically it's a breaker box for your generator and it's a little over it's 330 bucks for this thing, but it's got all the breakers in it, got the wires and everything. And you just, mm-hmm. you just have to patch it into your main breaker box. Right. And, uh, when the power goes off, you run a cable to your generator and you plug it in and you flip the, you flip the little breakers and you are now powering, uh, I think it's six different circuits in your house. Right. So you pick which ones you want to keep running. Like, you know, like the refrigerator, yeah. the microwave, things like that. And you, and you can power those from your generator just by, you know, like me, drag it out in the driveway, mm-hmm. plug a cable in, flip switches, and you've got those things running without right. having to run extension cords all over the house. And, you know, like I have to do every time I have to use my generator. But right. I, I, I keep, I think, think, I think about that thing almost mm-hmm. once a week where right. you know, I may check and see. If, no, I, I can't, I can't right. justify buying it, but right. someday I will. Because extension cords in the house for something that's usually only going to be a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a pain. It really is. I mean, the wife just doesn't understand that this is a cool thing. Uh, <laughs> and why can't you power this? Well, right. just because, <laughs> because you want to keep that mm-hmm. stuff frozen, but right. the hairdryer can wait. You know? Yes. <laughs> <really> anyway, <laughs> but a lot of times when we have a problem, okay, we certainly do have tornadoes and we have bad weather. Right, yeah. 
but more often than not, it's mm. a squirrel or yeah. some other, you know. It usually is, yeah. yeah. And now and then, one of those stories makes the news, and that's yep. this, a power but outage. it's not here. That's the thing. It's, it's not here. Yeah, it's never here. It's never here. Here, it's limbs down on power lines. Here, right. it's trees. Here, it's ice. A freak ice storm takes out power lines, things like that. It's never squirrels, but in other parts of the country, <laughs> A power outage that affected 1,953 customers in Oregon was blamed on a single culprit, a squirrel. Portland General Electric said 1,953 customers in East Salem lost power at 10.40 a.m. last Tuesday, and the power was restored about 12.07, so it wasn't off for that long. PGE said a squirrel said what, uh, what, what was to blame Hello for the outage, but the specifics of the animal's actions were unclear. <laughs> Well, he I died. Got, yeah, well, yeah, he, he said, well, that looks tasty. And a thousand, almost 2,000 people went to, into the dark. So <laughs> on to the aroma of fried squirrel. There you go. Yeah. Can you taste the difference between squirrel and rabbit? <laughs> well, I had to stop eating them because they're high in cholesterol. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and you know uh mark when i saw cooper the other day yeah the newest addition to the uh congolman congolation family <laughs> i i had to wonder um you know you named him cooper right and he's a wonderful little pup oh my goodness his he is he is the prettiest is he a full-on wiener dog what yeah. is he yeah he is 100 okay. percent <laughs> he's uh akc registered everything yeah wow yeah see when you you know we get used to seeing versions of different dogs mm -hmm. you know yeah and you're like so this is a wiener dog the way they're supposed to be yeah. well every other wiener dog i've seen has been mixed with something else you know yes yeah they're chihuahuas and yeah chihuahua right. weenies and things like that yeah or just they're bart fred and wilma you know <laughs> it's like you don't know yeah exactly there's and, i can tell there's a little weenie dog in there somewhere right. yeah well yeah they just don't get that long you know right. unless they've been in the taffy pulling machine That's with Willy right. Wonka. yeah anyway he just he is a he's a pretty dog and he yeah. seems to be pretty good spirited he is he's uh he's got a great little personality he's uh, uh he's a lot of fun y'all attached to him quick too didn't you yeah yeah well yeah and of course we had a dog that we'd had for eight years. Yeah. Uh, just suddenly pass away on us and, and, uh, Cooper filled the void very quickly, right? Very quickly. And you know, that's something that you never know when, uh, when you have a, a pet, when you have like you had Kimber mm -hmm. where Kimber was rescued pretty much. Wasn't she? She had been in, th I think three other homes yeah. before okay. she was at ours. And y'all really just boom. Yeah. You guys were, you, well, she we, fit right in. We got her the day after Flash passed away. Oh, wow. So, man. Yeah. It was, it, it was another one of those situations where we'd had Flash for, oh. I was he was 17 years old. Yeah. We had him for 17 years. Wow. And that little guy, um, when his heart failed and, mm. and I, you want to talk about the house being empty oh. and quiet. Holy wow. moly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. anyway, it's, yeah. it's different for everybody in terms of, you know, when you, when a, when a family member like that, and you hate to say, uh, because a dog, some dogs are just dogs. Yeah. Others are part of the family. There's more to it than just, you know, mm -hmm. and unless you've had a connection to a pet like that, you don't understand. Uh, I didn't, I was always empathetic and sympathetic when somebody felt that way about an animal, but since I never had, yeah. um, I didn't get it until I had Tanner and then right, yeah. I got it. And then, and so, 
even though I did deal fake it till you make it kind of thing with people before, once I actually experienced it with uh, a pet with Tanner, I wow, yeah, that just rocked. And see, I don't know it. Everybody's a little different on when when uh, when a family member like that a pet passes away. Do you want to get another one right away, or do you mm. want to have a little grieving time? I don't know what's best. It really is the individual. You yeah. know, it's what you want. Yeah. And yeah. and I was glad you guys went and got. Um, I'm glad you went and got Cooper when you did. Yeah. I. I do you spell his name with a K or a C? C. Okay. And he's he's a character. I mean, yeah. he's he's my dog, and it's funny that uh, one of the guys that Jane works with. Uh, every time he refers to the dog, he'll ask her almost every day. So how's your husband's dog? <laughs> oh how's, man. How's Mark's dog? <laughs> it's never wow. her dog. It's always my dog. <laughs> wow. Does she like that or does it take her oh, off? No, it doesn't take her oh, off. Because okay. when she, I have, I have spent time working <laughs> with Cooper yeah. to get him excited about Jane coming home. Right, because I'm home. I'm home way before James. Right, is, right. Well, you you know you're getting time with him where you oh, guys are working absolutely. on car. I mean, oh, yeah. Cooper knows how to use a socket set. Okay, <laughs> he's yeah, he's around all the time. And if I and if that were true, I'd never get any work done because if I get in the floor looking for anything, he's all over me. So he just <laughs> yeah, playtime. He's all yeah, he's play, it's playtime. He's all over me. But uh, I've been working with him to uh, at a certain point in the day. I'll I'll start asking him, Hey, where's Jane? And his eyes will open wide and he'll look right at me like, Jane, I know that name, right? <laughs> and then I do it, I'll do it a couple of more times and he'll look at the stairs in the front door because he, oh. he's, he's figured out that that is Jane. That's the person that comes in every afternoon. And so now when he hears that downstairs garage door open, he's making tracks to get to the top <laughs> of the stairs to greet her when she comes home. Oh. And <laughs> it doesn't matter where he is, including sitting in my lap. So wow, scratches on my legs, <laughs> things like that, <laughs> where the dog is taken off to go see Jane. Right, I love it. Good. Yeah, man. Well, he's a neat pup, and just we're both of us have uh, gone the gamut with the rescue mm -hmm. with the regular. It's just I will tell you if you, the reason I'm bringing it up we mentioned a few minutes ago about Festivus, and if you celebrate Festivus or Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, don't do a pet don't do a dog oh, or a cat it, no. the reason is you're giving somebody a responsibility they might not want and i never thought about this until several years ago when uh somebody who actually runs a uh a, um one of the a shelter yeah. shelter thank you I, I you don't call them the dog pound anymore right, yeah. right? i yeah. mean and uh anyway she was a run, runs a shelter and she was talking about the number of of pets that they get about a month after Christmas in mm -hmm. late January, early February. And it's just because they bought it for the kids, thought it'd be good. And pretty soon it's mom and dad taking care of that, a very needy puppy, you know? Yeah. And so just yeah. avoid that. Don't do it. If you're going to yeah. do, if you're getting a dog or a cat for the kids, make sure you're doing it for all mm -hmm. the right reasons and that they're into it. And do some homework because oh, yeah. there are some there are some breeds that are not good with families. There's, oh yeah. There's some, there's some that are great with grownups, but not with kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So do your homework Wow. because, and there's some that are super hyperactive and that may <laughs> not be what you want. Right. Right. So do a little, just because it's the latest, cutest thing that everybody's going after. Uh, oh. for example, the little French bulldogs, the little bitty tiny ones, they're just as cute as a button, but are they right mm -hmm. for your kids? probably not you know so 
do your homework and find out what's right. And You'll probably find out that the best one is um, what we would kindly call a mixed breed, but you yep. have to call a mutt, yep. you know, because they're, they're just happy to be with everybody. Right. Yeah. And you know what? That's go to the shelter. That's the other yep. thing. You know, if you can do a shelter, pet unless you're looking for a specific type, if you're looking for something for the kids or for the family or whatever, get a shelter pet, yep. you know, you just, you never know what they've been through. And, uh, anyway, I'm just encouraging you to do it because ugh, yeah. there are so many bad ways to go. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, when I saw you, uh, in the, in the show prep, you sent it yesterday afternoon. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm glancing through it and I see this headline and this is what it says. Okay. What would y'all think if you saw Massachusetts official state dinosaur? Exactly. All right. I'm not kidding. I looked at that and I went, what? Did he? <laughs> I, Does your state have a dinosaur? I don't know. I do don't we? either. Okay. I have to look that up. And that's what got my attention was, wait, yeah. Massachusetts has okay. an official state dinosaur? So it wasn't just me. No, that's okay. why the story's here. All Governor right. Charlie Barker held a ceremonial signing last Wednesday for a bill declaring the Podocosaurus Holy, uh, Holyoken. Wait a minute. <laughs> Holyokensis. The Podocosaurus okay. Holyokensis as Massachusetts. You know, it's sad as I rehearsed that and I still mispronounce sure. it. As Massachusetts state dinosaur. Baker held the ceremony at the Museum of Science in Boston and signed the bill declaring the state dinosaur to be Podocosaurus Holyokensis also known as the fleet-footed lizard. The species was discovered in Holyoke, Massachusetts in 1910 by uh, Mignon, Mignon? Mignon Talbot, a Mount Holyoke College professor and paleontologist who became the first woman to discover a non-avian dinosaur species. The bill was spearheaded by Representative Jack uh, Patrick Lewis, the, the Democrat from Framingham, who said he discovered some states have official dinosaurs during the COVID-19 pandemic and held a poll to allow Massachusetts residents to weigh in on what dinosaur they thought should represent the state. The bill signing coincided with Lieutenant Governor uh, Karen Polito's week-long celebration of science, technology, and engineering, and math and education. So. Okay, Mark. There are 13 states that actually have an official dinosaur, but here's the deal. It says um, 13 states, currently only 13 states have an official state dinosaur. And then the article below it, 17 official U.S. state dinosaurs. <laughs> what you need to know. So somewhere between 13 and 17. Math is hard. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but then there's one that says there's 25. I don't know. Okay. But Great. I guess if, you know, the state of Arkansas has the uh, Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's not they political just, at all, is it? They're just making something up. It looks I, like a cross between a kangaroo, a chicken, and, <laughs> you know, I'm not kidding, man. That's a funky-looking animal right there. Well, it's all fun and games until some scientist decides to make it live. <laughs> oh. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And, uh, I, you know, we mentioned this earlier, but October 24th, we are eight weeks away from Christmas. Wow, yeah. And, I, you know, that, to me, I think back in the day, okay, I, it's October, and you're like, oh, Christmas is a long way away. But as you get older and you get that kind of time compression thing, it's not that far away. Mm -hmm. You know, 
or is it me? Is, no, is it just no, me? No, it's not just you. It's okay. just, I was thinking the other day about, didn't we just go to Disney World? And that was January. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I remember I had friends that moved um, into, uh, they moved into a house in October and they, it was one of those things where they went ahead and put their Christmas tree up. Wow. And, and they did it because they're like, we're moving in. If we, we're going to be putting all this stuff up just to get it out in a couple of weeks, let's just put it up now. And yeah. so yeah. it was like Halloween and they had their tree up and everything else. And mm. I thought it was, you know, kind of interesting, but I, now it's like, I'm in that thing of where I try to, I don't put the tree up. That's, I mean, I can put the physical tree up, but decorating it, that's LaDonna's thing. Mm, yeah. I don't do a very good yeah. job with it. You know, not yeah. my thing. Yeah, same and so, here. yeah. yeah. I want her to put it up and, it, but putting, I want it because I like the house being decorated like Christmas, you yeah, know, it just, yeah. you know, it brings back all those wonderful feelings. A lot of us have as children and I like to have it up there. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, all the things that I really like, I actually don't do. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like I'm asking, I'm asking a big, it's a big ask, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking about decorating the houses. I, I, I don't remember ever decorating the house for Halloween as a kid. And they, yeah. I don't remember, I really don't remember anybody anywhere decorating their houses for Halloween. It's a more yeah. recent thing, right? Yeah. You did have the occasional neighbor somewhere mm -hmm. who had something on the porch. Right. That was kind of themed towards the spooky mm -hmm. and, and they did something and they might dress up and greet you at the door. That right. sort of a thing. Right. That was it though. Yeah. That was it. And now, and by the way, that was just for Halloween, just for trick or treating. Exactly. And now you've got people going crazy, yeah. going all out. And I was mm -hmm. driving up the hill to our house, um, the other night thinking, Wow, man, these people have decorated their yards. It's like Christmas. They've got right. lights around everything and they've got orange and mm -hmm. green lights around all right. this stuff. And I'm thinking, and, and it hit me, wait a minute. If these are more recent LED lights mm -hmm. and they've got an app, they can just change them to Christmas colors. Oh, oh this is genius. Because <laughs> they decorate for Halloween, and all they got to do is go in the app and change it from Halloween to Christmas, and they're done. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. I'm 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 thinking that would be awesome if oh. they could do that, right? Oh, I, I mean, you know what I, I mean. I was actually sitting here going, "That's a great idea." Yeah, would be awful, awesome. Unless, Why did you say this on the air? Why can't we keep this to our? <laughs> um. um, that would be great, unless. You've got those 14-foot-tall skeletons in your yard yeah. that have been the big thing here the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, I guess you're going to have to go out and dress them up as Santa Claus or something. Mm. <laughs> Jack Skellington. Or you're just going to have a really twisted Christmas. That's what you're going to have. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking, wasn't Jack Skellington, wasn't he Santa Claus? Or? Yeah, well, he, he tried to be. Okay, I don't he was remember just a little bit confused. I think was he? Mm -hmm. well. Now I am because now I'm thinking. <laughs> so now tomorrow I'm going to be looking for the lights that I can control with my phone, and the guy at the store is going to go, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, I heard it on the Mark and Mac show. Well, and, uh, I, I, and he'll I, say, "Oh, those guys." <laughs> yeah, you need the idiot section. Is there? <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show like everything else in this world uh children's shows from the 80s and early 90s 
have all made comebacks yeah. uh, or they never went away. I'm not sure, but the mighty Morphin power Rangers mark, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those stories. I remember when they first came out mm-hmm. and you know, my kids were, I think just either young, too young or too old. I can't remember, but we missed, thankfully we missed most of that. The mm. range, we got the turtles, yeah. you know, the teenage yeah. mutant ninja turtles, yes. heroes on a half shell, right. turtle power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had that one yep. and we had, I love you. Oh, Barney. I'll strangle Barney. <laughs> he's already purple, so you won't notice that he's now dead. And his tongue is sticking out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's go. Hey, we need Spike. That's right. We got Barney and we got Spike. Spike's Barney's really mad younger brother. <laughs> Oh yeah, but the Power Rangers, I missed that. Yeah. We missed that around our house too. I yeah. and fortunately because of the product, oh my gosh, there was Power Rangers product everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere without right. running into it. You, I think it was in kids meals from the hamburger places. It was <laughs> Yeah. And they were everywhere. <laughs> well, as all things do, they come back around and there is a restaurant a ramen restaurant called Noka Ramen in California, where the staff ramen. tends to dress up as Power Rangers. Are you talking about ramen noodles, like the little yeah, yeah, square, yeah, a little well, ramen Them restaurant. Come yes, on, there are ramen noodle restaurants all over Japan. So, and ramen is a big thing there. And <laughs> Mark knows this because he watches way too much YouTube. Um, a user wrote on a, on their initial tweet about this. The craziest thing just happened at dinner. I'm at a ramen shop owned by Thai people in Oakland dressed as Power Rangers. When a woman comes rushing in saying she wasn't safe and a man came running in after her and put her in a chokehold. The black Power Ranger, who's the manager, and the yellow Ranger told the man to leave. He swung at him. And this is when all the Rangers yelled, Hey! <laughs> According to the tweet, the employee dressed as the Yellow Ranger then blocked the punch from the man, and the other employees told the woman to hide in the kitchen. The man began using racial slurs and tried to follow the woman into the kitchen, but the Yellow Power Ranger grabbed the man by his collar and removed him from the restaurant. (laughs) Patrons in the establishment tried to call the cops, noting that many inside the restaurant were shaking and crying. The hostess, the Pink Power Ranger, (laughs) told the customers their food was free. Oh, that calmed him down. The Twitter user continued sharing that the man began picking up chairs, baby seats, salt and pepper shakers, throwing them at the windows before later. Not the salt and pepper shaker. Oh, heavens no. Before he left and came back with another person. Those two were locked out of the restaurant. And when the police eventually arrived, one of the employees told the authorities that the man had now started another fight down the pier. Wow. (laughs) Man. So Rocky really was a raging bull that night, huh? Uh, Power Rangers to the rescue. I'm just thinking ramen noodle rest. I mean, Mm -hmm. you buy 10 of these for a buck, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, The cup of noodles. (laughs) How do you make a whole restaurant out of something that comes? It's a square and a bar. So we have uh, here's your your choices. You Mm -hmm. can have the noodles broken up or all in a box, you know. Do you want it as a square or as a soup? What would you like? A lot of soup or none? Well, what's the recipe? Well, you take half a cup of these noodles and mm-hmm. four cups of salt, add water. Wow. <laughs> yeah. LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mac extravaganza pulling out of the station and headed to a town that's got to be pretty much straight away. <laughs> 
<laughs> can't be far. We can't follow yeah. directions. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. All right, Mark. So, a female dog. Female mm. dogs judge their owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Research from Kyoto University in Japan shows dogs judge incompetent humans and naturally gravitate towards those able to fulfill tasks for them. <laughs> this only applies, though, to female dogs. Most males. None the wiser if their own owner makes a mistake in front of them. I really I, thought this was a joke story. I I thought there no, was a punchline. No, this, this is real. Is, and I know this is. I know from experience this is true too. Um, in the study, dogs were shown a competent and incompetent person attempting to open a container. The two people were given a transparent container. Were asked to uh, tasked with removing the lid. One was good at it. And the other struggled and was unable to get the lid off. Following this, they were each given another container with food inside. Again, one person opened it without a problem, while the other couldn't remove the lid. Well, they discovered the dogs looked at the competent person more than the incompetent one, with female dogs being more likely to approach the competent person. And this suggests that female dogs judge their owner's skill levels and make conscious decisions about who they're going to approach when they're in need of help. Wow. And I have, I don't know if you, I don't know about the, the makeup of the crowd of dogs that you've had around your house, male, female, whatever. But I know that I've noticed from having like Kimber, Kimber was the only female dog we've had. And I noticed that she was that way. She, she was, she paid a lot more attention to what you were doing and what you were in, in what you were accomplishing than any other dog we've had hat has done because huh. the rest of them, all the male dogs, the boy dogs are like, huh, play huh, food. Wow. Huh, hey, how you doing? Huh, yeah. Pet me. That's what the, and the, and the female dogs are all about. Uh, can you take care of this? Can you help me out here? Can you, you know, they're, they're very conscious about what's happening and the male dogs are just like, Hey, as long as I'm getting food and I'm playing, I'm good. You know? <laughs> And I always thought that, well, that was because the moms are, they're taking care of pups yeah, and they're paying attention to things and they're making sure they get fed. So the pups get fed and things like that. And the dogs are just like, Hey, well, the male dogs, hmm. that is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, hmm. I just know that, that they just are dogs and right, some yeah. are wonderful and some are not. Okay. And Tanner used to be, I, I no, I'm kidding. The, yeah, the female dogs are different. I, I never really thought about it. Yeah. But, but yeah, now that I do, I'm kind of lost in this because mm -hmm. they are a lot different in that regard. I know yeah. that, like Tanner, okay, my buddy Tanner, um, he actually was polite, okay? Yeah. You know how dog, when you put food in a dog or you, you know, put right. steak in there, yes. they just eat as much as they can right away. Uh huh. Tanner wouldn't if uh, we had Maxie was female and we had two females at one point and uh, Tanner would not eat before them. Huh. He would let them eat first. And I'm talking, it didn't matter what it was. If it was steak or whatever, yeah. he would, even though he loved it, he would not touch it until, especially with Maxie, mm -hmm. until she ate and walked away. He wouldn't eat. And then he would stand there, you know, a little bit away. And then when she was done, he would go help himself. Yeah. Um, now, that was before LaDonna got him fixed. And I say LaDonna because I didn't want to get him fixed. I was against that. Okay. I mean, I just couldn't do that to my little buddy. I mean... I really couldn't, Mark. I knew it was, but as soon as she did that, um, I'm not kidding when I tell you this, 
All bets were off. Uh, you're he on your no, own. <laughs> yeah, she used to call him the weed gentleman. Nope, not after that. As soon as he was able to, No, you put it on the floor, he was... It didn't matter who it was. That's weird. It was like, yeah, it was weird, but it actually told you everything you needed to know about getting them fixed. It ain't something simple. You're messing with them, and they yeah. know it. Yeah. So don't do it. No, I'm kidding. I mean, Bob Barker treatment, do it. Whatever That's you right. feel needed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've learned one thing from this story. And that is that I'm coming to your house to eat because the dogs are eating better than me. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, I meant to ask you about this earlier, Mark, and I apologize for waiting till the end of the show. Uh oh. Um, but, well, there's a documentary on Netflix, and it's about um, these, uh, the hike, people that were climbing Mount Everest. Okay. Um, when there was the uh, earthquake that got, you know, Mount Everest and Kathmandu and all this whole area. Do you remember that happening? No. Okay. I felt horrible because I didn't remember it either. It happened in 2016. Okay. And uh, I've learned a lot about it. I haven't seen it all the way through. And when I do, I'll ask. But I, I meant to ask you earlier because hmm. I don't remember it happening at all. I know. I don't either. I don't imagine. Either. Hmm. Imagine, you, you know. You're, you're doing this whole thing to Mount Everest. And one of the guys in the documentary was talking about it cost about $40,000, you know, per person to make the trek. Um, it ain't cheap. And, you know, they're up. There, and I've learned about base camp and the different campsite things along the way that you have to do, you know. Yeah. And imagine, you know, you've waited your whole life for this and you're, you're doing the climb. And all of a sudden, an earthquake hits. I mean, a hmm. natural disaster, and it was bad. I mean, it was really, really bad. Hmm. And uh, anyway, I just I, I felt horrible that I didn't know or didn't remember, you know. And anyway, there are things like that all the time, which goes back to, and I just briefly want to mention Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Um, we're talking about something that was just a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. And already, you know, life goes on. There are, all, you know, the next day or the day of even, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if yeah, I, you and I saw you know, pictures yesterday, um, of, uh, it Fort Myers. Is that right? right. The Island. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, it's still a wasteland. It's just, really, yeah. It's just amazing that the, it, it's still, it still looks like, well, it looks like a nuclear bomb went off. It's just, right. everything is all just destroyed. And it's just, Man. The, at least from the pictures I saw. Right. And it's still that way. People are still struggling. People are, they still got a curfew on the island. If you're off, I didn't the, know that. If you're off the island after a certain t- time at night, you can't get back. Wow. Yeah. Because it's locked down and oh. people are venturing off the island to go find groceries and stuff and getting stuck off the right. island because they can't get back on because of the, you know, it's locked wow. down. And of course they have to do that because of looters and, and the like. Right. But, but and wow. that's sad. You yeah, know. it is sad. Yeah. Wow. Now I didn't know that, but it, my whole point was that there are things that happen every day that we just are unaware of, yeah. or maybe it, you know, in passing because we have life and you know, there are yeah. other things going on. Yeah. But, uh, if you and your church group, you know, when hurricane Ian hit, you guys were like, we got to do something well now. And I'm glad you mentioned that Mark. Now's the time to actually get that group together this week and find out, um, you know, I did not know that was still happening, but again, mm. it's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, they still need help. And right now they're, you know, they really need boots on the ground help. Mm. And maybe now would be the great time for you and that group of people at your church that wanted to be involved. Yeah. Now to go do that. Yeah. So. You can go to the Florida state government's websites. Right. And that's probably the best place to go is to go to the, the state 
government's website in Florida. Well, I just don't have it up in front of me right now, but, but you go there and I've seen it before where they have, they will direct you to how you can help. Okay. And that's probably the best way to do it because they're yeah. going to, they're going to be looking out for their people, preventing fraud and the like. Right. So you do need to go through the proper channels and that may be the best way to go. Thank you. I knew you'd figure yeah. that one out, but it just, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause now I've, I went ahead and while we were talking about it, I pulled up stuff and it's like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's the headline says Fort Myers resident speaks of hurricane Ian and his aftermath quote, it was a catastrophe waiting to happen. Mm. Yikes. All right. Y'all have a great day, Mark. Yeah. Thank you so much See ya. Uh, for the work you do every day oh, on the show. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you, sir. Well, I don't do anything, but yeah. I appreciate the thanks. Okay. Well, just to uh, check your mail, there's a bill. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on LifeRadio.fm.